When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, who has not taken advantage of the week-free trial of the fitness app yet? Check it out. It is a one-stop shop for all your fitness, nutrition, and wellness needs. Custom meal plans, personalized workout programs, meditations, sleep programs, community support, and so much more. You can use it on any device, anywhere, any place, anytime. No equipment needed or all the equipment in the world is in there. There's yoga, there's kickboxing, there's audio only workouts, there's HIIT training, weight loss programs, prenatal programs, anything and everything you can think of is in the fitness app. And if you go to the fitnessapp.com slash podcast deal, you can get 25% off an annual subscription for $89.99 a year. So check it out and start your free trial today. Welcome to Keeping It Real Conversations with Jillian Michaels. Oh, and today's conversation is with a clinical psychologist, Dr. Mona Delahook, author of Brain Body Parenting, How to Stop Managing Behavior and Start Raising Joyful, Resilient Kids. So she's a senior faculty member of the Profectum Foundation and a member of the American Psychological Association, a speaker, a trainer, and a consultant to parents, organizations, schools, and public agencies. That was a mouthful. Basically, she's a parenting expert. That's it. And she's a good one. (laughs) And um, gosh, you guys, whoa. I mean, I don't know uh, if anybody out there listening has, uh, I really find like the preteen, the preteen teen thing is a killer. It really is like the toddler thing is, is a killer. It's as in it's tiring. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. It's, it's tiring. They run you down. They make you nuts. They, they're difficult. They're a pain in the butt. The preteen teen thing is, uh, is a challenge that I, I just don't think I ever anticipated. Yeah. Do you remember mm. being a pain in the ass, Cindy? Cause like everyone comes back to me and they're like, Oh, girls are the worst. I'm like, that's, they are? you know, yeah, that's what I've heard too. I've heard it's like they, at a certain point they swap and suddenly boys become yes. a cream and girls become hell. Yes. 
And oh my god, I my mean, son's I'm, a dream. My daughter is, is like is driving me like to, to the brink of madness. Remember, like Phoenix was always it was like, oh my god, it was a pain in the butt. Jumping off of this, he's yep. hitting that. He's throwing the remote control at the TV, and and then yep. And now, oh my god, I forgot that he did that. <laughs> he shattered the TV screen. That little bastard. I totally forgot that he took a hammer to the cable jack and smashed it into the wall. Oh, he was a friggin' animal. He would throw himself on the ground and have a meltdown and like, God, no, it didn't matter where we were. <laughs> like, I mean, oh my God, he was just a pain in the ass. And I like, remember looping oh, the little angel, just angel every year at the chili cook-off and <laughs> the sweetie little thing and the little rides and telling Lori it was okay in the Ferris wheel when Lori was scared. Oh my god! Remember those oh days? Oh, oh yeah, now PE is like a dream. He's so easy. <laughs> I mean, he's so easy, and Lou is like my friggin' just my nightmare. And I see she's my nightmare not because she's a bad kid, because she literally scares the crap out of me with the things that she gets herself into. And she's so young. I. I like, I have some friends that are like, no, nah, man, that's young. Like, she's going to be 12 in less than a month. So she's basically 12, right? But she looks, like I've said a thousand times, she looks like she's 16. Mm. I mean, easy, easy. Uh, you know, she, um, she walked out of the hair salon the other day. I should make her do, like, kid hair. She's got these braids, right? These long braids. She walked out of getting her braids done with little little ankle boots, no heel, like but ankle boots, jeans, and a tank top. Okay, she's five six. Wow, fully developed, fully, fully, full, full blown, full blown wow. woman. Already got the period, the whole thing going at eleven. And this started, by the way, when she was eight, eight mm-hmm. years old. She started puberty, so I. Shanna thought, and she had her mask on because she was in the hair salon. And Deshanna, like, literally didn't recognize it because she looked, (laughs) she's like, oh my God, baby, I thought, because she was like a good 30 yards away. And Dee didn't know what she wore because I took her in the morning, right? So Dee picked her up. And her hair. Dee didn't know what she Oh my God. Yeah. And the hair, she got blonde in her hair. Or or like a Beyonce, she wanted to go full blown Beyonce. So she did like the the blonde tips (laughs) at the end. And she was like, baby, I didn't like recognize our kid. And I'm wow. like, yeah, cause she's not a kid. Yeah. That's the, you know, she is, but physically she isn't. So, you know, that's also not helping. Mm. And I've got like a team of people that is like from the special school, special program in the school, two academic coaches, a tutor, a psychiatrist for ADD psychologist, like, you know, because the kids uh, has not had an easy life, right? I mean, all of the things, all the things. And to be honest, it doesn't really work. It only works when, I hate to say, she's manipulating me, you know? So it's like, 
look, mom, the parental controls on my phone were suddenly like, by the way, F you, what is wrong with your phone? <laughs> like the parental controls shut off on their own all the time. Oh, and I know you're thinking wow. bullshit, Jill. No, they really do all wow. the time. So she'll be like, mom, my parental controls are off. Cause she doesn't need it in the moment and knows that I'm going to be like so impressed with her telling the truth. Right. But when it doesn't serve her to tell the truth, <laughs> you won't. She'll don't lie. We, don't we learn that? I mean, I mean, maybe I didn't learn it when I was a teen, but as I got older, I definitely was like, huh, you know, if I just don't have this conversation, which by the way, it's like, like I'm saying she's not a bad kid, yeah, but she's definitely mischievous and she's definitely looking for trouble. And she is not the kind of kid that believes anything I say mm. and anything Heidi says or anything anybody else says. It's time In to fact, start, I'll get, start watching Dateline with her. Oh shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, every time we watch Cindy, Dateline and it's some college kid who left the bar and never is found again. Never came I, home. I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad. I'm not yep. It's a great idea. Yeah. It, 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 but this is the kind of kid, like you can take this kid bowling. Okay. And she will use both hands to throw the ball down the lane. Like I just went through this with her this past weekend. And Deshaun is like, Lou, you can't, you know, trying to show. And she refuses. She refuses to listen, refuses. And he's like, listen, you're going to hold the ball, you know, make sure you keep your wrist straight, you know, do the swing the arm like this. And she's like, it's better my way. And I was like, maybe fuck it, let her bowl her way. Wow. Right? Like, okay. And she got like all gutters. And until the very end, when she decided she would try to bowl like one hand, you know. So then we were like, okay, you're trying it. You're swinging your arm across your body. Match your arm movement with the steps you're taking forward and focus on these dots and keep right. But like literally she had to fail for two hours to even consider trying it a different way. She's that kid. You know, and, a, you know, yeah, that, that makes me think of a stage. I definitely was in where if I was like, hmm, I'm noticing the way they're throwing that ball really is more accurate. I think I'll go try it. But right as I'm about to, you said, Hey, or my mom said, Hey, why don't you try it this way? The way we're doing it immediately would be off the table. And I would be like, God, well, really? it was my idea, but now it's not. So now I'm not going to do it until That's finally I would. So that there's is something to be said about feeling, you know, I don't know if it was feeling coerced or if it was like, damn it, it was my idea. Now it does. Now I don't get, you know, to own it or whatever it was, but I do remember that stage. I remember that very well. It is Cindy. I'm like, Lou, literally we'll talk about like the stove analogy. I'm like, if I say, don't touch the stove, she will lay on top of it. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, so are you in paint? No. To the point that like you could could literally burn through her, like to the bone, sweetheart. Yeah. Are you in paint? No. I mean, it's just, and it's like, I'm to the point where I, you know, I don't, uh, we honestly don't know what to do. So yay, we've got Dr. Monadillo <laughs> gone to talk to us about a new way to approach parenting our kids um, that disrupts the traditional model that may or may not be working for you. Um, and if you don't have kids, I mean, lucky you. 
maybe maybe listen for when you eventually do. All right, guys, we'll be right back. All right, team. You know, I love Skims underwear because I've mentioned them and have been wearing them for, gosh, a little over a year now. So I finally had to try their bras and Skims has delivered yet again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. Even the underwire bras I wear all day are so comfortable, I barely even notice I'm wearing them. Whether it's the weightless scoop bra, the fits everybody bra, the plunge bra, that fits everybody t-shirt bra. I always get them in sand, so you never notice them. Super comfortable. Love them. Wear them nonstop all the time. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com now. Available in 62 sizes, 38 of 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Your business was going great, but now your team is buried in manual work. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, one. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Jillian. That's netsuite.com slash Jillian to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash Jillian. All right, guys, we are back with my very long-awaited guest on a personal level, Dr. Mona Delahook, and we're talking about her new book, Brain Body Parenting, How to Stop Managing Behavior and Start Raising Joyful, Resilient Kids. Um, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. I love talking about parenting, so I'm thrilled oh, well, to be talking to you today. <laughs> well, you wrote, um, you wrote a, a hell of an amazing book about it. Um, before we jump in, can you explain to people what a clinical psychologist is? So they just understand, you know, exactly the angle we're approaching this. Sure. Great. Yeah. So a clinical psychologist is someone who sees people, you know, works with humans rather than doing research, like who is a research psychologist. Doc, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I like, I feel so bad for you. Cindy was like, can you send her talking points? And I was like, oh yeah, I got talking points. I got two kids that are my talking points. So we're going to jump right in for anybody out there with preteens or teenagers get excited. Uh, first question, doc. Yeah. What is, or second, forgive me. What is brain body parenting? What does that even mean? Okay. A great question. First of all, the parenting world um, is <laughs> the parenting world, the education world and the mental health world primarily has dealt with thinking the brain, right? How, yeah. And that could include medication, right? Like how do we change okay. the brain? How do we understand the brain? What, you know, what's going on in the brain? Okay. That's yep. what we think about when we think about helping people. Got it. But 
neuroscience in the last 20 years has revealed this incredible breaking news that the brain gets its operating instructions from the body proper. Right, Jillian? From our sense organs. So from our, and something called, if you haven't heard this term, it's like breaking news in neuroscience, but it's not translated yet. And, you know, I am trying to translate. It's called interoception. It's these subconscious um, messages that we get from our body that goes up to our brain outside of our awareness that influences our moods, our feelings, and our freaking emotions. So if your kid's having trouble in school, you know, you have the education system. If your kid's having trouble with strong emotions, you might have psychiatry or psychology on board. But guess I've what? I've got them all on board, but yeah, please go. Okay. Go. <laughs> guess what? That They're all on board, Doc. Yeah. They're all okay, on board. Doc. Okay, yeah. listen, we need to get them all on the same page because my field is not integrated yet. And neuroscience shows us that we are one body brain. We're not, a, we're not like a, we don't have a center for education in our heads, a center for emotional regular in our heads and a center for, for uh, thinking in our heads. It's all integrated. So once you understand your kid's body, you're going to have, Jillian, you're going to have a key to understanding her mental life, her decisions or his decisions or their decisions. You're going to have a key. That's good. You're going to have to allow me to, to just play devil's advocate on you here. Okay. Yeah, go. So I'm going to say, okay, bullshit. My kid's adopted. So I got a host of other issues for this poor kid before body, no body. Yeah. What about all that, you know, stuff? Yeah. And like, what about the damage going on from her being from a split home or, right. you know, my son doesn't have a, a father in his life. Like I'm going to add all that shit to your plate. Do we throw that out or do we integrate it in? We leverage it. We integrate it in because guess what? We all have shit. And I don't mean to disparage trauma because sometimes trauma histories happen when you have, when you have situation of relational um, uh, distress or, or, you know, adoption, fostering. Yeah. Shit happens and it does impact the body. But here's the best news of all. I think the most important news is that our brains and our bodies are always updating how they um, predict what's going to happen in their world. Always. I've worked with 80 year olds. I'm sure you have too, right? It's like, it's like a muscle of self-regulation that we have to, we have to work that muscle. So the, the window is never closed. And your kids aren't damaged goods if they've had a rough history and they don't have a bad genetic loading that's causing them to do this. Wait, a bad genetic loading being like some sort of a disease or a brain disease damage. Or even, or... or even that trauma is a life sentence. It's not. But, but. I think we do have to understand and and something our education system doesn't yet understand because they're focused on behaviors and compliance and yes, everything is behaviors, conditioning the behavior, take everything from her and make her earn every little thing. And I'm like, son of a bitch, like parenting this kid is freaking exhausted. And I mean, I have a kid that is like constantly working right to break the rules. And it's, it's to the point where I'm like, listen, I'm like, sweetheart, you want to get around me. You're like a river that flows 24 seven. You're going to get around me. 
Like I, I cannot police you 24 seven. I can't like you're, you're going to win. And the question is when you win, I'm just praying to God that you don't do any sort of damage that lasts to yourself. And the concerns that I have for her are keep me up at night. And she works to beat me every step of the way. So yeah, you're right. Everything is behavior, 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 whether it's her psychiatrist, because she's got ADD, right? Learning issues, her therapist or the school where she's in a special program with a doc condition, her behavior, you know, got to condition her behavior, got nothing, nothing, nothing makes it stop. I'll get like compliance, but only because it's like, see, I pacified you. And then the minute I turn around, we're off to the races on something else again. And this is so, so is that the traditional approach is like uh, behavior, right? Is that, right. is that what we're all doing is this is what we need to kind of, right. So, that is what I've been doing and no, it's not working. Right. Okay. So for, okay. So thank you for, for your honesty. I'm loading yeah. on you. Sorry. Doc. No, no. I mean, I know that there are so many parents who are resonating with what you're saying right now and you are, you are speaking for them. So thank you for that. And obviously I don't know, I don't know your child, so I can't specifically say what to do for her. Cause like, you know, that would I know, be I know. unethical, right? I don't, no, of course, and, and I, I totally understand. And, and, and she's, by the way, she's a good kid, but she's yes. a kid who is looking to do shit. I don't want her to do. And it is not 1950, 1960, 1970, 1980. Like the, I'm like, baby, this is not the same world. This is the world where you experiment with something. You could die from a fentanyl overdose. Like it's just, it's like, that's the kind of shit that I'm, and I, I like, you get a hold of her phone and some kids talking about smoking a 10 year old. I lost my mind. Look, you're responsible for her. No wonder you're (laughs) the pressure on us as parents is like, it's, astronomical. So first, first thing off first and foremost is that you need, I, you, you know, this, you need to be gentle on yourself and you need to have compassion for yourself and keep your nervous system steady for her. So, because this is, this takes us down to our knees. This takes us, this can trigger our own of course, Ugh. unresolved issues, which oh no God. one doesn't have. Can You're I say so that? Right. Yep. So, but let me, let me answer your question. Cause I think we're going to, I'm going to give you some interesting things. That's going to open this up and make you feel more hopeful. I hope the f- first thing I want to say, this is a no blame, no shame zone. I gotcha. never talk about anything without saying we have to be gentle on ourselves. I have made every mistake in the book. My children survived and I was trained. <laughs> Okay. So, because the subconscious takes us down. All right. And so it's trained. <laughs> oh my God. I understand. No yeah, blame, no shame. Gentle, gentle, gentle on ourselves. Cause we are not making them this way. It, it feels like, well, we're not doing the right thing. I got to do something better. Constantly. I got to be more consistent. Yep. I got to be better behavior chart. I got to, I got to take more things away. I got to be more neutral. Yep. I got to be more consistent. Yep. That yep. is what we, I've tried it all. Got to be more empathetic. Got to be more structured. Right. Got to be more present. Got to back off a little bit. I yeah. have friggin' tried it all. If you would have found something that worked, you wouldn't be using that right now. Hell yes. Okay. So 
I want to say, I absolutely believe you have the hired the best team to help. Okay. So this is not against your team. I want no parent to question their child's team. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. For information only folks. I cannot comment on children. I've never seen, but this is for information only. I want to say your team is good. This is the problem. Our systems need updating. This is why the two books I've written are involved in what's called the paradigm shift. We know from relational neuroscience that this idea that every single behavior is willful, intentional, and on purpose is way oversimplified. We know that many behaviors are subconsciously driven and they are related to something called a a platform, a neural platform. Think of it as the brain body platform that builds something called self-regulation. Self-regulation, which is having your kid make good choices, uh, think about what I do right now might impact me in the future, mm-hmm. um, have, have empathy and form problem solving. Guess what? You can't reinforce that into a kid by taking things away or giving them a, you know, a reward chart. The way we build self-regulation is through one way. And it's through our customized parenting to the kid's nervous system through our relationship of acceptance. So this is the new Do it to me like in real time, right? Like a customized, like, give me an example of that. What does that mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what does it mean? It feels esoteric to me right now. I I give them like a customized relationship to their nervous system. I'm like, what does that even look like to me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty simple. We take the solutions out of the mind first, and we go to the body, to our physical regulation. What does that mean? It means we stop focusing on the behavior. Behaviors are the tip of the iceberg. We move away from this focus on the behavior, reinforcing or or consequencing the behavior to what's causing the behavior. So, okay. So how, let's say, do we do that, right? So we got a kid that's lying. I read a whole thing about teenagers lying their balls off. I got a kid that lies to me 24 seven because quote, it's easier end quote. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm like, well, is it easier when I catch you in this lie and I take all your screens away? Like that's my reaction to being catching her in a lie. So what do I do? Right. How am I relating that to her? There's a signal there. It's easier to lie. There's a signal there. Let's think about that for a second. Remember, think about an iceberg. Behaviors are the tip of the iceberg. Behaviors aren't the whole chunk of ice. They're the tip. Got it. What's underlying something like lying, which is what we see at the tip, right? It's what we observe, is not the willful intention to be a bad shit or to make your life difficult as a parent or even to push limits. Right. It's something called emotional dysregulation. There's something that doesn't feel right and so these coping, adaptive, protective, and very uncomfortable misbehaviors for parents are actually a reflection of somebody who needs to regulate their nervous system better. And we regulate nervous systems through our relationships first, not through drugs first, not through reinforcement charts first, not through pain. The connection I have with her, you mean? 
yes. my connection. But that's what I meant customized because you, I know you try. I know you have a good connection with her, but we have to try to regulate her nervous system. What does that mean? It means when she is struggling, we come alongside her and we set those good boundaries. Of course, you're the parent, but we use something called attunement. We're like, I know, I know you want to be in the game. I know you want to, I know you want to be a good daughter. I know you, you are trying. And I know this is hard. We're, I'm here with you. We're going to figure this out together. That's called co-regulation, which basically it is setting a good, a firm boundary, but I want you to know something, Jillian, I've worked with kids for 30 years. They want to please us but it's complicated. It's not just about the behaviors. It's about what's underlying the behaviors. My mom says that all the time. Like I was just, my, my mom's a, just a psychologist as well, but it's actually uh, specialized in kids. Yep. But I was like, you know, I was talking about Lou and I was like, my God, the universe has brought me this child to break me. And what I mean by yeah. that is I'm helpless. There's something called an expectation gap. An expectation gap is when we think our kid has the cognitive ability, this, what we call executive function, Uh executive function. Remember it's understanding on in your cells that what I do right now is going to, is going to impact me in a year or tomorrow. Executive function is a social my emotional milestone. She's probably doesn't even have it. The brain's not there, right? The brain's right. not developed enough to even manage right. the control. And so, no so how do I no do offense. that then, doc? Right. So no offense, but think about the expectation gap. When you're begging someone to do something, it's almost like, say you have a, a, a toddler yep. and you're like, don't you, don't touch that cupcake because it's going to make you sick. It's going to make you have a st- tummy ache. Right. And, and then they're yeah. like, they're waiting, they're holding, they're holding them they yep. t- and they eat the whole cupcake yep. because they don't have the architecture. So, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. you. So how am I? Okay. Okay. I'm with you completely now. And that makes perfect sense to me because I've often thought, okay, this kid's brain is not even cooked yet. She's 11, right? Like we've got she's a, 11 and a, she's de- a decade to cook this brain, but, right. but at, at, it's at what point? You know, so where is my, so then I, I've got to have some, where is a realistic expectation? Because the things she can get herself into, Doc, are dangerous. Okay, so I get the expectation gap and I understand the architecture, but then I, I need to know where to go from there. So yeah. we'll take a quick break. And when we, when we come back, we're going to be with Dr. Mona Delahoke digging in to her new book, Brain Body Parenting. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, we're back with Dr. Mona Delahook talking about her new book, Brain Body Parenting, How to Stop Managing Behavior and Start Raising Joyful, Resilient Kids. Um, so, Doc, I mean, here's where we're at, right? If everything you're doing isn't working um, or the majority of what you're doing is not delivering consistent results, you know, what is the new approach versus yeah. the old approach, right? So, so solutions, yeah. where right. are we going from here? Because I've just laid out all the problems and I know some people can identify with at least, at least a fraction of them. Oh, I'm uh, sure people can identify with uh, almost everything you said because the stakes are so high and it's a scary world, right? And, and it's our responsibility to help keep our kids safe and to make sure that we can get them as ready as possible to be, get out there and be um, resilient, which is basically flexible and make good decisions. So if the answer to your question is like, if you're doing the same thing over and over and nothing's working and it feels like you're just treading water or the problems are getting worse, then let's, then I think it's important to get a greater context. Ask why we're focusing on behaviors. Why? Generally, the reason is, is the invisible causes that is, again, we don't see uh, the, the underneath the waterline in an iceberg, it's invisible. So there's some stuff going on that has to do with helping the kid develop the architecture for self-regulation, for making good decisions. What's underneath there? Okay. What's underneath there is like... De- uh, this development of self-regulation okay. is actually a process. It's a brain body process. It doesn't just happen when your kid turns 10 or when your kid turns 13, everyone's going to reach it at a different age. So it starts at like two or three, but it ends in the, in the mid twenties. So you're, that. if you have a teenager, yeah. if you have a kid, you're like, Oh no, these decisions are horrible that they're making. Don't project into the future. Okay. as much as you are, because got it. remember right. development okay. happens. I want to also say something else that I think is pretty important. And that is if you have a, a child who in the first several years may have had difficulty with adults helping regulate their little bodies and their emotions, um, including kids who went through medical trauma or relational trauma, all the slew, it could be anything, sensory processing disorders, difficulty in school, behavior channel challenges. If you had a kid who has struggled since they were young and it's getting worse, um, remember that they may need more help regulating their emotions and regulating how they are feeling in their nervous system than most people. It's invisible, but it doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. It just means that we need to remember that emotionally and developmentally they're young and they need time to bake. 
So we need to don't fall into the expectation gap thinking you, you know, better. So you should do better. Okay. So then how do you teach them to regulate? The answer, it comes through the field of something called relational neuroscience. There's one way in human beings. Luckily it's not a, it's not a bunch of ways. There's one way. Okay. It's through one trusting relationship in the person's life. That's consistently there with them who understands that they don't have the ability yet to pull through and make the right decisions. They don't have the ability. So don't even tell that to the kid. Just know in your heart, say, tell yourself, this is a problem in her. This is a developmental delay. It's invisible. The kid looks so, sometimes they can make all the right decisions and they're beautiful people and they can't show you they care. But just because they can make the right decisions some of the time doesn't mean they can make them all of the time. So that think to yourself, I got to be there for my kid, find a therapist or, or a, um, a support person who understands this neurodevelopmental frame. I can, you know, there are people throughout the, the country who are certified in different ways to understand this neuro, basically neurodevelopment means you understand where your kid's brain and body development is at. If you have a kid who's making bad decisions and they're a teenager, they need backfill. It's, it's kind of like, you don't just go to the gym and have someone lift like 50 pound weights when you're a lightweight like me and you have to lift 10 pound weights first. So does that mean I give, it's like a crawl, walk, run scenario. So, so it's like, okay, here's an easier goal. It's an easier goal, but mostly it's a mental shift where you're actually letting them know that you know that if they could please you, they would. See, it's almost like when a person has to work so hard to show you that they're making bad decisions, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's where we shift things. But but please have compassion for yourself as a parent because honestly, this expectation gap, the study on that wasn't that long ago, but most even many people in my own field, which is why I'm a disruptor in my field, don't understand that there's a difference between treating a behavior and treating the whole person, their neurodevelopment. Got it. Okay. And I, I know this may be kind of frustrating because I can't give you exactly one, two, three, what to do today, but I, I'd love to see what you, what you feel after you read the book. And also uh, when you have this idea that, it, um, that, shifting from thinking that everything that they do uh, is a bad decision to some of the things that they do is because they don't have that architecture yet to make those good decisions. You know, what pisses me off, and this is interesting because you're, you're pointing this out, is like, I, I should not be pissed off about it, is that we were just, um, Cindy and I were just chatting because uh, my kid, when I told her, I'm like, sorry, I'm just fighting with my kid. It's because she got an A today and she will get plenty of f's and d's Mm. so friday right last friday thursday night i was like let's go to dinner just me and you do you have any tests tomorrow Mm -hmm. no mom are you sure yes mom Mm -hmm. goes to school the next day had a test failed it and i get these notices right and she had a play date that night so of course she lied to me 
Um, and I, I was, I was like, I'm not even going to yell. I'm not even going to scream. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm taking away the screens, you know, the drill. And I was like, that's it. Write down all your tests for me. So she did. And I was like, all right, great. I'm like, so you can do nothing now, but study for science. And then today she's like, I got an A and I'm like, and this is what pisses me off the most Lou is that all you have to do is give a shit. Like, and there's your A I'm like, I, I, there's no in between it's the inconsistency, but I, I get what you're saying. It's like, sometimes she has the ability to do it and other times she doesn't, but that's so yeah. hard to comprehend. Cause you're like, well, if you can do it now, you can do it every time. But I guess that's just not the case. And it's not logical. So right. it, it's not okay. how we were taught. It's not how we were raised and it's not how our education system works. They don't use that language yet because they feel that everything is motivated and intentional, but everything is not motivated and intentional. We have something called subconscious processes. We have something called neurodevelopment. Human beings are so tricky. We are very protective. And if a human being figured out a way to protect themselves from disappointment, not intentionally, subconsciously, say when they were two or three or four, and they use that, but it really doesn't work well, oh. it can damage relationships. It can yeah. really make make it so strained. And I, again, I just want to go back to yeah, how, how hard you're trying and how much empathy I have for, for you as a parent, because you're trying really hard to get her on the right track, but maybe, maybe there's a way to try less hard. So that yes. you'll be less. So you'll you're have totally right. That's what I need to do. That's what my mom was like, honey, everybody <laughs> or her, her therapist in Los Angeles before we moved to Miami or my mom, it's like, there's just only so much you can do. My dad, you can do what you can do. And it's like, I get it. It's like, so, so so theoretically, right? I mean, I know there's the whole book about this, but arguably we need to have, we need to show empathy. We need to validate is what you're saying. We need to have realistic expectations of them and we need to lead by example. Am I, am I sort of getting it right? Those are all part of it. Absolutely. Yes. But the first, the first thing we have to do is take good care of ourselves and and make sure that we have somebody guiding us. And like, your, like, if you trust your mom and dad, like tell it to me, give me, or your partner, give me your, give me your support so that I can, I can do this because it's the hardest thing in the world. Cause we're not trained this way. So I'd say that also yeah. remember this, the first thing that hits our kids when we are with them, isn't our words, it's our emotional tone. So, um, and that is like yeah. our emotional, Mine's not good. So oh. she can, if she can see, I think that if our kids can see us relax around okay. our, our concerns, I think that is like really, that's the hardest part. And I think for me, that's where my own therapist, my own therapist helped yep. me feel like I wasn't the worst mother in the world because here I was a psychologist and things were happening. And I'm like, how could I have let this happen? So I needed somebody to say, yeah. look, you're human. No one's exempt. We have our, we bring our own stuff to this. Yeah, we sure do. So, and, and if we can let that, that other person kind of be the, the voice in our head saying, accept the fact that they actually do want to please us on some level, but for some reason now they can't. 
Okay. It's a whole new structure to say, Got it. I'm going to be your good parent. And these are our house rules and keep your house rules and be that sturdy parent, but let them know you can do that and still love them. And that you're curious more than anything else. Like I'm curious oh. about this decision, sweetie. I'm curious about this decision, but I am in your court and got it. Oh, that you makes and I sense. are in yeah. a relationship for life. Here's the thing that can get you through, like uh, just to help you remember in your head or all of us remember in our head when we're afraid about the choices our kids are making or will make. And that is the best insurance policy we have for them making good decisions and coming to us when they need to make a decision is a strong relationship. It's okay. not the grades they get. It's not the school they go to. Yep. It's the relationship. What's going to help a person? What's the best insurance we have to have someone call us rather than get in that car? Yes. Our relationship of trust. So it's just, I know, but you know, look, you need to also look at her as a gift because you are a person who transforms humans. You're transforming yourself as a mom. It's amazing. It's amazing. You've got it. You've got it. That makes perfect sense. I understand exactly what you're saying. It's like, I'm focused on the wrong thing. It's like, I've been focused on like manhandling her behavior through a host of manipulations of like taking and giving and taking and giving, but it's, it hasn't really been of like, validating, understanding, inquisitiveness, you know, it's a constant, like, you know, manipulation on my part of like, if I do this, if I take that, if I say this, if I go there, if I offer this, if I do this, you know, it's again, you need to, I'm overlooking it. I like, I think, but I want you to give yourself and whoever's listening to this, if if this is the way you parented, because please, honestly, this is what I did too, before I integrated kind of some, a new understanding is that our culture is this way. Jolene, our culture is, is obsessed with reinforcements and consequences and cognition and thinking and logic. It's our culture. So it's not you as a bad mom. It's like you doing the best you can based also based on um, how we are raised and how we're trained. But it sounds like you have some amazing angels in your corner, including your parents um, (laughs) who (laughs) who are saying like, you know, like let's look at the big picture. And um, this is a, your kids are beautiful humans. You're a beautiful human. You're making the, a difference in the lives of millions of people and you will make a difference in her life. I know she, she and you are going to be in this dance together. It's only going to get better. Better. I was expecting it to get worse for a good decade. <laughs> so I, I, I was, I was bracing myself for it to get worse for a good decade. But if you but start it, having, it, if you start having, this is another little piece of, uh, of tidbit I'll give as we, as we wind down is that we, we put joy in the title for a reason. When you have joy with somebody else, when you have joy in a relationship, it takes away anxiety. You can't be joyful and anxious at the same time. Your body does, you know, will choose that free feeling. So if you think about maybe again, not loosening your, your rules or your, your strength and your, um, you know, sturdy leadership as a parent, but adding in joy and fun and maybe doing those fun things together that are not contingent on, on her grades, but are just yep. contingent on 
the relationship, this, this human that came into your life for a reason, this beautiful human, you're both beautiful humans. You're both trying your best to survive and to, and to, and to thrive. I totally understand. Uh, uh, Doc, this has been very eye-opening um, and I'm pretty excited to, to dig into the book. And for anybody, um, like, like we've mentioned, who relates to mm-hmm. any part of this or has other parenting struggles that I somehow didn't touch upon, um, <laughs> again, the book is called <laughs> Brain Body Parenting, How to Stop Managing Behavior and Start Raising Joyful, Resilient Kids. Um, doc, the book is available everywhere. Where can we get more? Give me the whole like full core press. Yeah, it's available. Amazon, uh, independent booksellers, Target, Walmart, and my 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 website as well, monadelahook.com. And, um, yeah, I'm on Facebook at Dr. Mona Delahook and Instagram and Twitter at Mona Delahook. I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you. I'm grateful. Thank you so much for, um, your invaluable expertise. That's one of the uh, ways I get to cheat and exploit some of the world's foremost experts is with a podcast. If nobody listened, I'd be like, yeah, I have a podcast to get an out. Goodness, Thank you so much. All right, guys, we want you to subscribe to the podcast. So you can stay up to date with our life changing and life saving information So on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, click that subscribe button.